Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 104.9 AM 1260 and HornFM.com with the Longhorns play and Austin talks sports. Wake up, everybody! No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up. Get them going. It is Monday on BE, day one of May 20 and 23. That is right. Uh, April in the books. May is here. And a lot to do, including the uh, 22nd plane of the Mullet Open coming up on Friday. What a week it's going to be. What a weekend it was. That's what sports is all about. A couple of game sevens yesterday. Actually, three game sevens, two in hockey, one in the NBA. Scintillating all, including an all-time performance from Steph Curry and an all-time upset in the NHL. NFL draft over the weekend. Three rounds come to an end on Saturday. Dreams being made. Uh, we will dive into the headlines there as well. Of course, the uh, always fun and annoying draft grades will be handed out throughout the day. Who did well? We won't know for several years, but uh, it's always a fun exercise on a Monday. How'd your favorite team do with the uh, seven rounds of selections, Texans and Cowboys included? And the Cowboys, uh, boy, what a weekend they had. They drafted a Longhorn on Friday night, and uh, then the scene with Deuce Vaughn on Saturday. We'll replay it for you with his father, a scout in the Cowboys organization. We'll get to that story as well. Longhorns had a good weekend. So we'll get to all that, plus of uh, a little baseball. Rangers beat the daylights out of the Yankees this weekend. Astros avoided a sweep. Both teams are dealing with some pitching injuries, and the frustrating start to the year for the Austin FC continued out at Q2 Stadium on Saturday night. So it's safe to say, plenty to do, plenty of conversation. Four hours begins right now, and we appreciate you being there. Early Bird always gets the worm. Uh, whether you're listening on 104.9 on the FM Dow, could be 1019 FM AM 12. 16, of course, always digitally. Take us wherever you go on your uh, smartphone. With our, When you download the Horn app, you can always listen, of course, on your smart speaker at home or work. And always, Mr. Godbolt, right there on the website, streaming and on the Twitch channel. You can watch us at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated, and we do appreciate it each and every day. And please, be safe out there. Be safe, be safe, and... Uh, you said you set your alarm for an hour oh, early this morning. What were you doing? Two thirty. I don't know what that was. I just you set your alarm for two thirty. I thought it was three thirty. I hit two thirty. <laughs> I got up, did all my things, put my clothes on, and then looked at the clock and said, "Oh my god, dude, it's like quarter three. So I laid back down on my bed. The worst thing I could possibly do is lay back down after I'm I'm up and wake, dressed and ready to go. Lay back down. Got up only at about fifteen more minutes later. 
and I'm just like, oh, just lousy feeling. Never go back to bed once you're awake. Not that doesn't you, work. Not, you're not going to get back to that deep sleep that you would have in that no. final hour. That's guaranteed uh-huh. for sure. But uh, all you do is eyeball the clock. Yeah, like every 15 you're seconds, you're, you're, you're already up. Just body go. Body started moving. Well, I b- bounced out of bed this morning for whatever reason. Just uh, so much conversation. The draft was a blast. We'll recap it. Certainly the games yesterday. It's really what sports is all about. Uh, you know, winner take all, the unpredictability of it. It is the ultimate reality TV show. You just don't know what's going to happen. Ask uh, the Bruins how that feels. Ask the Bruins. Ask the Sacramento Kings who felt like after stealing the game at Golden State in Game 6, they had to get back home and and, uh, you know, move on to the second round. But then they ran into this Steph Curry guy. Let's get you caught up. The headlines of the morning, including a nice uh, nice start for the Longhorns yesterday in the baseball series in TCU. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with baseball. Longhorns uh, off to a good start up there in Fort Worth. Uh, what a finish yesterday to a series clinching 3-2 win for the Longhorns over the Horn Frogs. After the Longhorns took game one on Saturday night, 8-4 behind Lucas Gordon. Texas clinging to a one-run lead in the ninth yesterday, 3-2. TCU put runners at the corners with only one out, and that's when uh, Texas called on their reliever, David Shaw. First pitch from Shaw, swung on, and a fly ball to Shaw. Ball, shallow left, coming on Porter Brown with a catch. Runner tags at third. Here comes the throw to the plate. The tag, he's out. The game is over. Longhorns win it. Texas takes it. And who is the hero again? Porter Brown. How do you like that? With a throw to the plate to end the ball game. And Texas takes the series from TCU. Yeah, Porter Brown, the, of course, TCU transfer, throwing out the runner at the plate to end the ball game. Texas now 30-15 and 15 on the year, 10-7 and seven in Big 12 Conference play. They'll go for the sweep today, this afternoon, 1 o'clock. Tanner Witt will make his return from Tommy John surgery. Head coach David Pierce told us that on Thursday. Pierce says he'll likely just go one inning and will be on a pitch count, but what a jolt that could be for the Longhorns and going for a sweep. 1 o'clock today. You'll hear that on 101.9 and AM 1260, also streaming on AM 12, or on the Horn app uh, if you listen to that ball game. Texas football, five now former Longhorns drafted in the NFL over the weekend. A year ago, the program had zero players selected. As we told you, Friday, Bijan Robinson, of course, taken by the Atlanta Falcons with the eighth pick in round one. Yes, on Friday night, Dallas Cowboys selected linebacker DeMarvion Overshone with the 90th pick in the third round. Then early on Saturday, the Bears took running back Roshan Johnson to pick 115. The defending champion Chiefs picked the defensive lineman Keandre Coburn. Then in the ninth, uh, seventh round, the Eagles snagged his fellow linemate Moore Ojimo in that seventh round. A couple of former Longhorns also signed as preferred free agents after the seven-round draft. Safety Anthony Cook inked a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Deshaun Jameson signed with the 49ers. And as we mentioned, what a Sunday it was in the national scene. Three game sevens, two in the NHL, one in the NBA. And the NBA game featured an all-time historic performance from Steph Curry. He poured in 50 points to lead Golden State past Sacramento in a closeout 120-110, to the highest individual point total in a Game 7 in league history. Warriors advance to the second round while they face the Lakers. Other Western Conference semifinals already underway. Top-seeded Denver rolled past Phoenix in Game 1 of that best of seven. They'll play Game 2 tonight. Also yesterday, after knocking out top-seeded Milwaukee in Round 1, eighth-seeded Miami continued to roll. They rolled into New York, took out the Knicks in Game 1 of the Eastern Conference semifinal series, 108-105. Jimmy Butler, of course, led the way with 25. Game 1 of the other semi in the East is tonight, Boston hosting Philadelphia. Speaking of Boston, pair of Game 7s in the NHL and the all-time stunner in Beantown. That's where the Bruins, who posted the greatest regular season in league history, a record of 65-12-5, 135 points, 
Well, they're out. The Florida Panthers scored a goal in overtime to win Game 7 4-3 and take the series by that same number. An upset in Colorado last night as well. That's where the Seattle Kraken became the first expansion team ever to beat the reigning Stanley Cup champs in their inaugural playoff series as they took down the Avalanche 2-1. Major League Baseball, what a weekend for the Texas Rangers after dropping the first game of their four-game series with the Yankees on Thursday. First place, Texas proceeded to win the next three games, including a 15-2 romp yesterday. Wasn't all good news for the Rangers, though. The club did place their oft-injured ace, Jacob DeGrom, on the injured list with right forearm tightness. Down in Houston, meanwhile, Astros avoided a three-game sweep at the hands of the Philadelphia Phillies in that World Series rematch. They win it 4-3 last night. Not good news there, too, though, as Houston starter Jose Urquidy exited that game in the sixth inning because of shoulder soreness. And in uh, MLS, Austin FC played to a 2-2 draw. Um, with the On Saturday night, they still haven't won a game in their last six matches. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, there it was. What are we the Rangers trying to do? Beating the heck out of the Yankees is what they're doing. DeGrom's out. He's done for a while. Yeah, that's so, uh, well, always the fear. Right we'll see, forearm no. tightness. Hate see, to hear that. Hey, we'll see you after this all-star game. <laughs> Maybe. That's the only one you, oh, no. Don't say Well, Come I mean, on, they say now. it's precautionary, but you never know with Jacob DeGrom. And no. that's that's his history, for sure. And Jose Arquiti, that'd be a bummer because he's been a workhorse for Houston. Um, but both, of course, the, the teams always say precautionary. We feel, we feel okay. We got him out Anytime precautionary with DeGrom, that's... Yeah, that's a long. That's oh, problem with. I uh, see that happen for him. Yeah, you but you almost know it's coming, right? It's almost uh, like oh yeah, it's going to come at some time during the course of the year. It's kind of how we'll watch Tua play football this year yes. for the Dolphins. You're like, you hope it doesn't happen, but you're just going to be watching, and then there's going to be a play, and he's going to be just yep. laying on the field. You're like, oh no, Tua's hurt again. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that NFL. What a weekend there. Degrom, Kawhi, Tua, Tua. Yeah, um, and they're all. You know, they're all highly paid players. Obviously, yep. uh, Rangers invested a boatload into Jacob Degrom because you know it's, he is so good. I mean, when he's on the mound healthy, you know, there's not not many pitchers if there are any better than him. Uh, but um, he's already on to the what you hope is a short stint on the injured list. Yep. But yeah, they uh, they dismantled your Yankees this good weekend. Grief. Garrett Cole was great on Thursday, and then that was it. All Rangers. Uh, they had no pitching in. Nestor. Nestor Cortez was awful yesterday. Rangers bombed him in the first inning. But, uh, yeah, good weekend of baseball. Longhorns taking the first two at TCU. Of course, both those programs are trying to get up off the deck from weekend sweeps the previous weekend. Of course, the series moved from uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to Saturday, Sunday, Monday because of weather and the severe weather we dealt with on Friday night. That really clean, cleared things out. What a beautiful weekend we had. But the Longhorns have taken care of business. Their first two wins there, they'll go for the sweep today. And as I mentioned, Tanner Witt, according to David Pierce, is going to get the start and uh, on his road to recovery and coming back. They're going to take it slow. But, man, that can just this is the emotional high of getting your one of your best players back and here on the first day of May, knowing you have all of May and then into June, which is when the, the tournament would begin, to get Tanner Witt on that road to uh, building up some arm strength. All uh, you know, He's cleared all the hurdles on his recovery from Tommy John surgery. Uh, according to David Pierce, he's had no setbacks at any point along the way, so they're ready to put him out there against some live, live hitting and uh, likely pitch the first inning today in uh, Fort Worth, so be paying attention to that as the Horns uh, at 30 and 15 now through 45 games. And we'll dive back into What a that. game ender yesterday. Oh, what man. a great play by the catcher. How about Porter Brown? Man, this is the TCU transfer. You know, doing his old team like that as the TCU Horn Frogs are trying to get the tying run in the ninth. And, uh, I can't believe they know. sent that guy. Yeah, that was, a, that was not. I think Ty would have thrown that dude out for sure. 
Yeah, noodle arm could have gotten him out, but it was a good throw, and uh, yeah, the catcher. Well, the catcher made a great play play to grab that and snatch that and get get back back to the tag. Yeah, as the. uh, But my God, Longhorns get didn't have a chance, did he? That kid. Yeah, that's debatable. I mean, but now I mean, when Porter Brown squeezes it, that's out number two. So you're trying to steal a run. Yeah, see if you can coax a bad throw, something to get the game tied. And um, I guess you take a chance here. You have to make him throw it, right? Yeah, well, you know, you can debate it either way. Be careful, and then you still have. But now you're down to two outs. Right. You had one out. The only thing that can beat you is a double play, and that's what you ran yourself right into right there. But uh, good start for the Horns. Um, Lucas Gordon did his normal thing on Friday night. Uh, he's been the best pitcher in the Big 12 Conference this year. Every Friday night, he gives the Longhorns a great chance to win the ball game. I think they've only lost two starts that he's made this year, and he's left both of them in the lead or with in a tie game. Yep. So that is the the absolute definition of an ace uh, for sure. We'll get to the NFL draft coming up. We got to let you hear when uh, Deuce Vaughn's father, Chris Vaughn, paid a phone call to him to let him know the Dallas Cowboys were selecting him in the fifth round. What a scene that was! Bring a kid to work with you. Bring your kid to work day. Unbelievable scene. Also, DeMarvion Overshone, selected by the Dallas Cowboys. We'll let you uh, hear how that went down on, on Friday night. And we'll get to all the NFL draft conversation coming up, uh, who had the best drafts and who knocked it out of the park, who didn't do so hot. But, uh, boy, yesterday, as we say, this is what sports is all about. You just don't know. Uh, you know, game sevens, winner take all. Doesn't matter what but the Boston Bruins had done for the nope. course of six months of the season, uh, putting up the greatest regular season of all time. The, you know, the Florida Panthers, I think they were 43 points behind the Bruins for the regular season. 43 points back. I mean, of course, the, Red, the, the, the Celtics with an all-time season, 100 and, you know, 15, 135, what was it, what did I say, 135 points? Ridiculous. I mean, this is like, uh, but we see this a lot where, you know, remember the New England Patriots couldn't finish off the Super Bowl run when they were 18-0 right. and, and had had that historic season with Tom Brady and yeah, Randy Moss. that'd be sports right there. That'd be sports. The and Warriors. Then, and Yeah, the Warriors. 72 wins. 72 win Warriors, couldn't beat the Cavaliers. There was a, there was a... Uh, a Seattle Mariners baseball team that won 116 ball games uh, that didn't close it out uh, and didn't even get out of the first round of memory serves. Didn't even make the World Series that year. Uh, the so, Bucks this year too. Yeah, the, well, this year for sure. The Bucks with the best record, losing to the Heat, who rolled into New York yesterday, and just they look like the team with kind of an it factor. And then there's Steph Curry, dude. You if you were watching that game yesterday, there was just a, a moment early where I think everybody watching or were there said, "Oh." Steph has that look. Yeah, like, Steph has that look. Like he going. was looking to get like sixty or seventy <laughs> points. Jeez, Louise! And uh, obviously, you now start talking about Steph and the 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 era of you know category of all time greats. He already is, but man, continuing to build the resume, um, he's certainly in the conversation the greatest point guard of all time, greatest shooter of all time. I think he already owns that mantle. But man, the clutch gene that he's always had uh, showed up there. I mean, after when you know, when Sacramento took the game. In Game 6 in San Francisco, you're thinking, oh, geez, Sacramento might go ahead and steal this thing because it felt like after winning Game 5, Golden State was in control of the series. But um, you know, to cough it up and have Sacramento come in and beat them at home, then have to go back to Sacramento yeah, for Game seven. That and was win tough. another road game, I thought that was going to be tough. And, well, it was Steph Curry saying, okay, no, 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 no. We're going to move on and play the Lakers. We're going to finish this thing off. And they did that just yesterday. That was uh, That's what uh, sports is all about, man. Just gets you up out of your seat. Uh, you just you tune in. You don't know, and 
um, you know, as we say, best reality TV there is because uh, it's not scripted. Uh, well, unless you're talking NFL like Ty in there with his conspiracy yeah. theories, but uh, it's just the best. It's, um, it's what you tune in for is to see moments like that, individual performances, stunning upsets. And yeah, break up, as our man CB says from the Great Northwest, release the Kraken. Oh, my goodness. The Kraken in their expansion year, their inaugural season, taking out the defending champions in Colorado late last night. So uh, pretty darn cool. Uh, well, yeah, the Bruins are looking for a breeze through, too. And they got, man. Well, and they were up three to two in the third period with about three minutes to play. And you're thinking, a minute. They a went, minute. Was they it went into a minute? Net. Was it into a minute? Yeah. I mean, they had the thing won and they were about to move on. And then Florida gets the, uh, the, the late goal. The, yeah, they had taken the goalie out of the net to try to put an extra man on the attack. And then they're willing to give up another goal because they need a goal to. Yep. Win the or keep the get keep the game alive, and they got it. And at that moment, I think everybody in Boston just knew it was like, oh, that that's going to sting. It's going to sting a lot. That's going to leave a mark, and it certainly did. As the uh, that is, I mean, this is what you you love sports, and if you're a fan, that season, this team, the Bruins. That city and that team can take it, though. They, I mean, how many how many championships? But they have? I, I just think it for the players and the, I mean, you put. We remember we played the Giannis sound last week after the Bucks lost to the Heat, and you know Jimmy Butler rose up and just had an incredible games you know games to to knock him out. And you know he argued it wasn't a failure. We had a great season, uh, even in even in defeat, because that's how sports go. But you just you feel for the players and the organization. For me, more than the fans. I mean, it's, they they had such a great season. You put together such yeah, a great roster. That's and, a failure for. The the Bruins. Believe me, that's what they're thinking that as. Yeah, well, this was a year to because they don't give regular season championships, no. right? They don't give regular season banners. I guess you could put one up, but that would be uh, not very good uh, in that spot. But uh, Alright, so we'll get back and take your thoughts on all that. The good, the bad, and the ugly from the great weekend. Uh, but what the what about the weather after things turned on Friday night with all the, uh, the severe wind, weather that went through Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. Saturday was cool with the breeze. Actually, it was a wind. Uh, whether you were, and there were so many outdoor activities going on on Saturday. Hopefully, you got to get out and enjoy that. But while it was happening, the NFL draft was happening as well. We know that it went Thursday uh, with the Houston Texans making the big bold move of you know, getting picks two and three, quarterback and pass rusher. Cowboys uh, back in the first round selected the big defensive tackle, Monzie Smith, out of Michigan. But then, of course, the real guts of the draft buck come on Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. rounds two and three on Friday night, and then. Uh, Rounds four through seven on Saturday, and um, how about this? How about how about uh, Roshan Johnson going to the uh, as a draft pick of the Dallas Cowboys with pick ninety? And here's you told us on Thursday that you had a dream that the Cowboys were going to draft Demarvion Overshaw. Yes, as a linebacker, he remind he's very tall. And you like had a Van dream Rush. about that. I did. I actually had a dream that he was playing for the Dallas Cowboys. That they were going to pick him, and they did. And they did. And they did. First, um, you know, 90th pick overall. And that's That was a spot where I thought maybe we'd see Roshan Johnson. And I have to think the Cowboys considered it. But, uh, you know, it was DeMarvion. They were looking for defense. I thought they'd go offense in that spot. Um, you know, because, you know, talking about weapons for, for Dak Prescott. Yeah. And, uh, but they needed some insurance for Van Der Esch. You know he's going to miss three games, right? On the minimum with his neck. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. They, I mean, look, going into the draft, interior defensive line, interior offensive line, you know, weapons, and then you know, linebacker depth would be you know key key cogs there and key pieces for the Cowboys. Now, in the second round, the Cowboys took the uh, Michigan tight end Luke Schoonmeyer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a bit of a reach. I thought he was a guy yeah. that most people had third and fourth round grades on. But the Cowboys, as we talked about in the lead up to the draft, all along. They were going to take a tight end. I thought they might. And if you go back to the first round on Thursday night, uh, you know Dalton Kincaid, the kid from Utah, Buffalo traded in front of the Cowboys because they really thought the Cowboys were going to take the Utah tight end right there. And so they jumped ahead of them and, and took the tight end. The Cowboys then took Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, uh, you know, next highest player on their board. Uh, but to, to, to reach what I, th- I think most people had them graded as a third, fourth round player out of Michigan, Cowboys were clearly wanting to get a tight end uh, to help replace uh, the production of Dalton Schultz. And, you know, Schumeyer is a, a good player. I mean, he was a, a key cog in that Michigan offense. That dude can run block but, now. But the, and he's a, I mean, you can't play for Jim Harbaugh if you're not going to block and be physical. Right. But, I mean, they took him when Darnell Washington out of Georgia was still on the board. Uh, he was taken by the, uh, Gosh, who took who took Washington? Oh, Pittsburgh. Uh, later in that that dra- that round, felt like the Cowboys could have gotten better value there because there was a run on tight ends. We talked about this. There being, f- you know, f- four to five, maybe six top one hundred type tight ends in this draft, and all six went. Uh, Cowboys chose their guy, the guy out of Michigan, instead of the Georgia tight end. But you know that'll be forever discussed. And if Washington goes on to be whoever, but uh, little reach. But then to get to Marvion Overshone, a pick ninety. I think is a, is a good. Pick I just for the think Dallas he's Cowboys. he's perfect for them because now you got a guy that can play inside and out again, and with Quinn, he's liable to be an outside rusher at times too. I mean, he can put some pressure on him. He, he's he's. I'm not going to say he he's going to have to learn how to hit like Van Der Esch because Van Der Esch will stick his face in there. He now has a, that instinct for the ball now after a couple of years in the league, and I think Overshawn will be that guy and be faster actually. Well, he's very versatile, like you said. I mean, with a team that already has Micah Parsons, right? I'm not saying he is Micah Parsons, but say you can do a lot of the same. Sure, looks. yeah, position versatility. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, there's time when Parsons is really very good inside. Yeah, he I mean, is, uh, but but he's, he's he wreaks the most havoc coming off the edge or as a pass rusher. If Micah can 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 be freed up and Demarvion, and I think you're right that he's kind of a nice complement or you know sub in for for Leighton Van Der Esch early in his career. Remember, Van Der Esch only signed the one year deal uh, in coming back with the Cowboys, essentially a one year deal. Uh, but you know we know what Demarvion is, right? He was a big safety out of ARP, Texas. East, tiny little East Texas. There are stories when he was playing in high school that you know, they had to be careful. I mean, he was just such a physical player, and he was so much bigger and faster than everybody at the the level of football he was playing. Um, you know, heat seeking, he just is rolling in and knocking people out. Well, he comes to Texas and he's a safety, uh, but a big safety, big long arm safety, and you know that was in the Tom Herman recruiting classes. Uh, they move him to linebacker, and you know w- when Steve Sarkeesian gets here, and I thought this year, when in, in his you know second year playing the linebacker positions, when we saw the light bulb go on a little bit for Demarvion, where he was thinking less and just reacting more. For and in this defense, he can just go. Well, and listen to this. So when the Cowboys took him at ninety, Lewis Riddick, who is one of the lead draft analysts for ESPN, listen to his uh, assessment of the Cowboys' pick of Agent Zero uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, DeMarvion Overshown, a converted safety Lewis, and you see it when you watch him on tape. Listen, I get excited talking about this dude. All right, 6'2", 230, 4'5", 6". Look, I, I talked to Sark, Steve Sarkeesian about DeMarvion Overshown. He is a freaking heat-seeking missile. 
Period. Every hit is like that. Every single one. And he has really, really taken to the key and diagnosed part of the game, both in terms of his run fits and his pass fits. He knows exactly how to pattern match. It's getting better and better. He's a guy who has good hands. He can stay on his feet, take on blocks. It's the hits, though. It's the impact hits, and he is a hell of a special teams player. Dallas has got them one right here, and it's not too far away, right? Right down the street in Austin. You're going to go right up now, going on up there to Frisco. This kid right here is one of the most unsung, I believe, sleepers in this draft. I know it's a third round. It's not that much of a sleeper. But the Marvion Overshone is the real deal. Him and Micah Parsons together, ooh, boy. That's going to be fun to watch. Here's a good fit. All right, there you go. Lewis Riddick obviously likes the pick of the uh, demo to the Cowboys at 90. We'll uh, get you uh, wait till you hear what what the lead scout who who encouraged the Chicago Bears to draft Roshan Johnson early in the fourth round had to say about Rojo and the type of uh, player they're getting. Also get to uh, more Ojemo and Keandre Coburn drafted on Saturday in all. Buck 30 players out of the state of Texas were drafted. Um, the Big 12 had a good weekend for sure. And uh, congratulations to uh, O'Shawn Mathis out of Maynard High. Of course, to uh, Nebraska and TCU along the way. Uh, he was drafted pick 189. And then uh, Elijah Higgins. Elijah Higgins uh, out, of, out of Bowie High School was drafted pick 197. And, uh, you know, gosh, TCU had seven players drafted. You know, if you can, if you count the preferred free agents, two of them for the for the Longhorns, Anthony Cook and Deshaun Jameson. Longhorns had seven guys either drafted or into the pros. TCU had seven uh, players drafted in all. I believe was the total number as they had a bunch of guys taken. And the 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 uh, Houston Texans in the fourth round took their their edge rusher Dylan Horton, kid out of Frisco, Texas. Uh, he led the Big Twelve in sacks this year with eleven and a half. They're bringing him into that new uh, new look D'Amico Ryan's defense. That was their fourth round pick. That was the pick right ahead of Roshan Johnson. Uh, he went 109, and then Roshan went 115 to the Chicago Bears. So we'll run through it. Uh, we've got some some interesting subplots developing coming out of the draft. How about three of the top four quarterbacks? Not you know, all the quarterbacks are not named Bryce, Bryce Youngbuck. Drafted into the AFC South. Right, the Texans took C.J. Stroud. Will Levis ended up in Tennessee when they traded up for him on day two, and then uh, of course Anthony Richardson to the Indianapolis Colts. So all the debate about who you should take—they're going to play one another uh, every season twice in the AFC South, um, yep. along with uh, of course Trevor Lawrence as the uh, the top quarterback in that division. Uh, so we'll get to the other subplots. The Eagles knocked it out of the park. Oh, they crushed it. Or, or the the Bulldogs. Yeah, they're they're. Uh, Philadelphia Bulldogs now. Philadelphia, yeah. What, what did my brother, my brother, send me that they're calling them? And because they drafted the, the, I mean, over the last two years, the Philadelphia Eagles have drafted the uh, the guts of the Georgia defense. That you know, one of the best defenses built in the last twenty years in college football. They've drafted a bunch of dudes uh, off of that. And uh, trying to find this, they're, they got a new. They already got T-shirts they're making up there in Philadelphia. Bach. They didn't take Bijan Robinson, but it's Georgia Bird Dogs. Georgia the Bird, Bird dogs, dogs is what nice. they're calling them. So we'll run through the Eagles. The Steelers had a great draft as well. Seattle Texas, had Texans, a great draft. Texans had a great draft. Thought the Texans addressed a lot of needs, including quarterback. And uh, we'll get into all of it. The uh, the conversations coming out of it, the storylines through it, and of course, what a day it was yesterday. The good, the bad, and the ugly on the first day of May here on B&E. Whiskey River, take my mind. Oh man, 
happy birthday to Willie Nelson over the weekend. Saturday he turned 90. They had quite a party, didn't they? They had a huge concert and birthday party out at the Hollywood Bowl in Hollywood, California. What a scene that was. And yeah, 90 years old. You know what's cool about, well, everything's cool about Willie Nelson. But his name's just Willie. It's not short for William or Willard Mm -hmm. or Willie. He's just Willie Nelson. Not a nickname. It says he's Willie. 90 years ago Saturday, they said, you know what? He really looks like a Willie. We're going with Willie Nelson out of Abbott, Texas. Happy birthday, Willie. We'll play some Willie tracks throughout the course of the morning. Uh, early returns from the NFL draft. Bijan Robinson is already the odds favorite to win Offensive Rookie of the Year, according to the odds makers in Vegas. And why the heck not? He's going to be with the Falcons as the eighth pick. And uh, by the way, that, that pick in Austin, everybody was excited about it. And then Longhorn Nation, because it a, got into a good spot and kept him away from the Philadelphia Eagles, who were going to pick two picks later, and a lot of fears. And by the way, the Eagles, in addition to all the defensive draft picks they made, they also acquired DeAndre Swift wow. from the uh, Detroit Lions, kind of pivoting away. They didn't get Bijan, so they go get the uh, running back from the Detroit Lions. Because remember, the Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs. Who was in shock. Like You couldn't believe he got drafted. <laughs> With the 12th pick. He was like, huh? Yeah, Detroit, you know, that, that about, you know when the draft grades come out, you know, Detroit's going to get a lot of you know, bat, poor poor marks because they because of positional value, right? They took a running back and a linebacker in the top twenty picks, but you know they obviously have a plan. They believe they can win now. They can win that division now. So they were trying to draft immediate impact players, regardless of positional value. They weren't playing the long game in Detroit. No. They were playing. We need guys that can come in and play for this team right now at key positions, and we'll see if that pans out. They they needed a starting linebacker, like uh, the kid out of Iowa that they brought in at eighteen, and they needed Jameer Gibbs. Obviously, they had plans on moving on from DeAndre Swift. And they did to the Eagles, unfortunately, for Cowboys fans. The Eagles continue to load up. How about that backfield with Swift and now Jalen Hurts to go with uh, all the defensive players they drafted. We'll run through the list of them. But, gosh, to get uh, Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith and Keely Ringo, uh, just just a really great haul for the Philadelphia Eagles. But uh, the Lions are interesting. The Texans were interesting, too, because that also is going to get panned by a lot of people because of the amount that the Texans gave up to go up to three to take Will Anderson. But listening to D'Amico Ryans over the weekend, Buck, they plan to use Will Anderson like the Cowboys used Micah Parsons. We were just talking about that with the Agent Zero pick. They want Will Anderson all over the field wreaking havoc. And if if you're a Texans fan and you say if, if he can have close to the impact Micah Parsons has had on the Cowboys' defense. And Will is that kind of quick twitch player. Because he was all over the place for Alabama. He right. really was. Yeah. And, you know, he's got, he can, he can, he's got speed. He's got the quick twitch. He's got the strong hands. He can play the run. Kind of like Micah. Now, I don't think he's, you know, can he play with that bulldog mentality, the relentlessness? Nick Saban would tell you he will uh, because that's, that's the type of player he is. He is the alpha's alpha. Well, they'll uh, put him in a position where he's on, where running backs have to block him in the middle and, and he yeah. twists and stuff like that. I just don't know if he could hold up, you know, play in, play out against. You know, a bigger tight end or a tackle but he can go inside, and your running back is stuck there, and he's got to go one on one like Michael Parsons, those running backs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
He'll run right through those dudes. Yeah, which we see Micah do, all right? And he's, you know, 260 pounds, oh, yeah. 255. He's going to probably play, you know, about that weight uh, with the suddenness and the quick twitch. And they want to use him a lot like Micah Parsons. We are talking about comps for Will Anderson last week on Friday. And, then, you know, that's one. Vaughn Miller is another. Uh, that's how they want to see him. And, and look, if he's close to Micah Parsons or Vaughn Miller... You give up what you gave up to go get him because he becomes the centerpiece of your defense. What they did at two and three is incredible. That was great. Well, and the other part of this is this: if they are, if they have one of the top five picks next year, because again they're not a good team, then that's a strong argument that that was too much because they gave up their sure. own first round pick. They swapped first round picks on Friday, Thursday night. They swapped two and you know three and twelve. So you could say they gave up a first round pick there, but they added the third pick. Then they give up thirty three. And then to give up next year's first, I'm sure they offered Cleveland's first first, but you know that'll be the thing. If, if Houston can be a middle of the road seven eight nine win team next year, which you know they won four this past year, three this past year, can they get to six or seven wins and stay out of the top five? They're trying to build something. Obviously, C.J. Stroud, who likely will start soon for them, becomes the biggest question. As for the Cowboys, Buck, in addition to taking DeMarvion Overshone a pick ninety. This was pretty awesome, too. We talked about it last week. I think everybody had the the thought, well, Chris Vaughn is uh, the Cowboys' assistant director of scouting and, uh, you know, high up in their their scouting department with the Dallas Cowboys. And he actually stayed out of all the conversation about his son. Yeah, they were. That was, he offered to do that, and they looked like, well, we're talking about your kid. We don't want you in here. You know, you you have your own opinions. We're going to give you our, you know, our unbiased opinions. Uh, But in the fifth round, the Dallas Cowboys were on the clock. And how about this phone call dad got to make to his son? Hey, buddy. Hey, it's going good. This is Dad. My phone wasn't working. Look at here, man. You want to come to work with me next week? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> Watch here. <laughs> and it just went with what he knows. It's going to be a great football player. Oh, yeah. There's his dad on the line. That's all. So I'd like to come to work with me next week. That's great. That is awesome. So Deuce Vaughn uh, was a sentimental pick, but was it a good pick? Is that a good pick for the Dallas Cowboys? Fifth round, yes. Ty, you like it? Yeah. I mean, the seventh round. Seventh was it seventh round? Yeah. Was it seventh round pick? Even better, yes. That's a nice seventh round pick. And the Cowboys had multiple picks in the back end there. Okay. And uh, yes. gobble him up. And look, he's a, he, he's overachieved everywhere. He was overlooked coming out of you know Cedar Ridge here in Austin and or Round Rock. And um, you know wasn't recruited by the hometown team here and went off to K-State. I still remember... Back in the back in the day, when when Deuce Vaughn was playing at Cedar Ridge, Adam Wagner Wags was our producer, and he was doing the high school games for Cedar Ridge, and he would come in telling us about man, you got to see this little dude, he's unbelievable. Why isn't Texas recruiting him? And he used to say it on the air right. quite a bit, and they're like, I don't know, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys that Tom Herman staff didn't recruit. Um, you know, that went on to, to be really, really good players. And he went to K-State and was, was unbelievable. I mean, the only knock is he's 5'5", but he's always played bigger than his size. Oh, for sure. He's elusive as heck. He was a hell of a soccer player growing up. He's got, got great feet and balance, and, um, you know, he makes it hard to tackle him. And, I mean, how many times you see it at K-State, Buck, where he would just get lost behind the big dudes and the defensive players couldn't find him? Like, where is he? And then, boom, he'd shoot out the one. They're use him as a runner, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think you use. They already have the special teams all pro, right? Uh, Don't they? They have an all pro special teams player. They do. Uh, You know, Kamonte Turpin out of TCU. But you know, Deuce can threaten for that. But at the same time, you got Tony Pollard as running back. Malik Davis is a running back, and Ronald Jones. uh, 
You know, <laughs> you keep bringing up that old dude. Yeah, Ronald Jones was signed, but we'll see. Deuce, uh, we'll see what type of impact he can have. Look, he's a, he, I don't say gadget player, but he's a player that can change a game. Oh, for sure, in a heartbeat. And uh, I mean, you see dudes like Brandon Boston or what's his name, the the Brandon Scott, the guy in. Uh, and Philly, he's like Boston, Boston, Scott. Boston Scott, and Boston Scott. I mean, Darren Sproles. It's, sure. it's doable. It is, and and it can thrive. Uh, and he's, but he's, he's so much stronger than people give him credit for. I mean, he's a really a, a pretty powerful kid for his size. It's just about the height. He's only five five. So, but but a lot of times as we say that can be a strength for him. Well, no, he works that to his advantage. I mean, those big six six linemen stand up to block, and, and where where is he? And then all of a sudden he's he's out the shoot and out the gate. He did that so often. No, he's and, everything uh, you want except for his size. Yeah, I mean, he's got the balance. He's got the quickness. He's got speed. Do you think he can if, catch the ball? Do you think if he's five nine, he goes in the first three rounds? Possibly. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's for just sure. a height with him. Yeah, and then durability. But he doesn't get hit that often. How many times have you seen Deuce Vaughn get hit? Uh, really hard. I don't recall like Deuce Vaughn missing a bunch of games because he's he got didn't. a bad knee or something like nope. that. Nobody's getting real good hits on him. Been very durable for sure. Deuce was sixth round. A couple people have pointed out. So oh, uh, my bad. This says Tom Herman got Bijan Robinson. Yeah, well, you can still recruit <laughs> the local kid who's a good player. Uh, but yeah, Bijan was a pretty good pick. Pretty good pickup for Stan Drayton. And uh, you know, good on uh, Stan Drayton because Bijan, by all accounts, was headed to Ohio State, and Stan made that phone call and said, "You need good to be stuff. here." I don't think he went to your theology. I had a dream that you were playing for the University of Texas, like yeah. the Marvion was playing for the Dallas it's Cowboys. Just a weird dream, but uh, too many similarities to the guy that they have. Thinking that you know they decided to bring him back. Why wouldn't you bring a guy who's just like him? You got to have an insurance policy because that that Van Der Esch is going to be out his neck or his, his I, neck. He, I don't or his shoulder. He might only miss like one game last year. Missed two. He, he's been pretty. Healthy relative to what he has, but they like what he does. They like that type of play yeah, on they, that defense. They got a young linebacking core now with Damone Clark at LSU last oh, yeah. year, who was still kind of recovering from that that spinal injury he had at LSU. And one thing Overshawn did last year was he gets in the in the lanes for passes with his long arms. Now, well, kind of understands yeah, does, that I mean, a little bit. Yeah, he and I, I thought Lewis Riddick's comments were spot on. He is a striker. I mean, he he, he likes to hit people, and um, you know he, he's going to intimidate some folks, especially you know wide receivers in coverage. And that's the position. Versatility, the positionless football concept yes. of Dan Quinn, he fits right into that because he's big enough at two thirty and long arms to cover tight ends. Uh, no, the best part of his football is to come, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Agree with that. Well, he's just learning that position. Yeah, and you have to remember this. And I've talked to my buddy Mike Craven from the Eyes on Texas podcast that we do in the uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. He remembers watching and going to see Demarvion Overshone play because when Mike was. He was working for the Austin American Statesman at the time, doing their Fab Fifty Five list, and he went to see him and play at ARP. And he was like scared for the other team. I mean, the, he was just so well, was much safety, bigger. Yeah, yeah. And they almost had to tone him down. I mean, he was, I mean, little old East Texas ARP, and this big old dude was flying around knocking people out. And yeah, Big Twelve meetings last year, he was just ridiculous. Yeah. He had gotten so big. Yeah. Well, then he gets here, and you know they moved him to linebacker. So I think he was a chicken with his head cut off for a couple of years here, trying to learn that position. I agree with you. I think he and more Ojimo. And maybe even Roshan Johnson. I mean, their their best football arguably is to come because you know, as we know, Morrow came to Texas as a 16 year old and kind of had to develop into his body and get strong enough to deal with with grown men. Now he's 21 and he's going to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, unfortunately. And uh, you know, they really like his position versatility. Roshan Johnson moved from quarterback to running back and never was the feature back here at Texas. Uh, when we come back, uh, or we'll jump into the coach's corner coming up in our next hour, and I'll let you know that the the scout who was the lead scout on Roshan Johnson, effusive 
about his thoughts on getting Rojo to the Chicago Bears. They didn't think he'd be there all the way into the fourth round. They were thrilled when he did, and they think he's going to be a, a foundational piece, really, to to their offense here moving forward with Justin Fields. We'll hear that, or let you, I'll read that to you coming up. Also, some B&E facts of the day as we're recapping the good, the bad, and the ugly. It is May, folks. It's the first day of May. A lot of things coming here this month, including the Mullet Open coming Friday. It's Bucky and Aaron. Yeah, flip that calendar to May. First, first day of the fifth month is here. A lot to look forward to. We've got to be having a rot rally here soon, then, if it's yeah, May. May. May will be Cycles will be coming into town. You know today is uh, May Day, and then there's Star Wars Day on the 4th. May the 4th be oh, with you. that's right. All the Cinco geeks de Mayo on Friday, which includes the Cinco Mullet Open. Cinco de Mullet. You got the mini mullet on Thursday, which yes, is sir. exciting. The little version of the mullet open, and then the mullet open itself on Friday. We'll be out there live in Bastrop Friday morning. Also on Saturday, it's the running run for the roses, the Kentucky Derby. Uh, our ties wearing the confidence game hat today. If you're watching on, uh, I'll be lose. I'll be out of that hotel Twitch. so quick on was, Saturday morning. I was supposed to meet up with Kurt Gobby on Saturday, but I've called the Colonel walking into the Craig Flowers walking into the stadium on Saturday. And then after the first inning, I went to go get a beer and a hot dog and dropped my phone and destroyed it. No. So I got home and... <laughs> you were incommunicado? Yeah, and Craig and Kurt had, had texted and called me like hey, 15 th- now, times. Remember, this week them. for them, they're owners now. They're big timers oh, now, so be careful I know. now. I felt yeah, they, the leader of that. Yeah. Don't tell my wife. Look out for Colonel, too. They're all big the way, timers gonna, this week now. We're going to check in with uh, Kurt Godby tomorrow from Churchill Downs, where they're going to get they're gonna get post positions today. Post positions at the Run for the Roses. They have a horse in the Derby. You know, when we go to these little pony things, these little pony rides, they're big timers this oh, week. I'm wearing now. this hat all week. I saw a gas. They must have given that one of these hats to. Uh, I went to a 7-Eleven in Fort Worth this weekend. Yeah, I was wearing out. this hat, and the, the gas station attendant was wearing oh, a confidence yeah. game hat. Was confidence awesome. game is uh, the horse to watch for at least for us. I on think Saturday. still going up at twenty nine to one. Yeah, uh, put... He's been having some good workouts, yes, too, and we'll talk to Kurt about that coming up tomorrow. Uh, the coronation of King Charles, of course, is also on Saturday, if you're into that kind of thing. Who's playing the concert? Uh, Did they find someone? Uh, Katy Perry. Is Snoop Dogg? I know Snoop Dogg said he No, did. there's a bunch. There, there's several. Uh, Katy Perry, I think, is one of the bigger ones, but that'll be Saturday. They've also got Mother's Day's coming up in a couple of weeks. A lot to look forward to in the month of May. Uh, we certainly had a lot to watch over the weekend. The Bruins and Bucks. Best records in their, their respective sports for the regular season, both lost in round one. It's only the second time that that's happened in the four major sports. It was 2012, where the Vancouver Canucks and the Chicago Bulls had the best record in their, in their league and didn't get out of the first round. As we talked about with the Boston Bruins, they had the best record of all time in the regular season and didn't get out of the first round. Was that the year Derrick Rose tore his ACL? Yes, I believe so. Uh, 2012, so 11 years ago it happened. But, uh, man, the Bucks with Giannis... And then the Bruins, that was just demoralizing. Up 3-2 to two with under a minute to play to move on. And they give up the equalizer and then lose in overtime. An absolute crush of a situation. Hey, did you know, Buck, that uh, B. John Robinson, the first team he was ever on when he was 8 years old, were the Falcons? There you go. Right, Falcons. Pop Warner football? <laughs> yeah. It was his first team on a B&E fact of the day. That is true. That I was on true. the Bethlehem Raiders that wore Minnesota Viking colors. That was weird. That's when I became a Viking fan. <laughs> Just the weirdest thing. I love it. And that's where you became a Viking fan. So, yep. yeah. Well, Bijan, you know, now he's like, yeah, I, I, I always grew up liking the Falcons because that was my first team. You know, he was, uh, 
getting after it, which is pretty cool. Also, Bijan Robinson, as we said, is now the odds favorite to be the NFL's Rookie of the Year. As far as the quarterbacks go, we know that Bryce Young will be the starter in Carolina, Buck. Baker Mayfield, another former number 1 overall pick, will be his main competition there. Anthony Richardson, according to the owner, Jim Irsay, is likely to start the first game of the year because he's the owner, right? So he's also the coach. Yeah, uh, of course he is. He pays the checks. Yes. Anthony Richardson starting the first week of the regular season is reportedly a real possibility, according to the owner. Meanwhile, in the same division, because all the top quarterbacks ended up in the same division, outside of Bryce Young, Will Levis was drafted by the Tennessee Titans. And their head coach, Mike Vrabel, said recently over the weekend that Ryan Tannehill is still the starter. Malik Willis is QB2. Will Levis will enter as QB3. But he said uh, he'll be given the opportunity to prove himself as an equal when he's putting mayonnaise in his coffee. He'll beat out those two bums. Yeah, well, they, Ryan Tannehill's still their guy. And that's what, to me, the general manager drafts the players, and Mike Vrabel says what he just said. Oh, no, no, no. We've got a quarterback, and we've got a quarterback, too, we drafted last Vrabel year. Vrabel didn't go Dion and say, hey, you're out. The other two no, bums are but out. But he also didn't go Jim Irsay and say, oh, you could probably start. <laughs> well, the coach will decide that. <laughs> and obviously the owner has influence, which is it should. But, you know, you got to go earn that spot. And there's dudes, and Ryan Tannehill's been playing there a long time. And, and Will, you know, Malik Willis got some got a cup of coffee last year trying to get his feet wet. He seems like he has a long way to go. But Will Levitz hasn't proven anything yet. And he will try to do so. Also, from the facts of the day, how about uh, Max Duggan, Buck? Max Duggan. TCU's got a lot TCU of guys. TCU quarterback man. drafted in the seventh round by the L.A. Chargers. The Chargers. You're telling me the running back went to New Orleans, huh? Yeah, Kendra Miller. Kendra it's good, Miller. It's a good pick for them. Mr. Irrelevant. Remember last year it was Brock Purdy, who turned out to be very relevant for the San Francisco 49ers. The Los Angeles Rams selected Toledo defensive lineman Dewan Johnson. Dewan Johnson. Mr. Irrelevant. I'm going to venture to say he will be st- remain irrelevant this season. Probably so. Also on a fact of the day, team set an NFL record. 43 trades during the draft. That's a new league record. And the NFL now says that eyes March or May 11th. May 11th. We're talking about what to look forward to in the month of May. May 11th, schedule release night in the NFL. That's the next big goalpost. Schedule release. How many Aaron Rodgers oh Jets goodness. primetime games will there be? I hope there's no Denver Bronco primetime games. This God, year. how many Bronco games did we get in primetime last year that were just awful? They got theirs last year. Well, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers quite a bit, you yep. have to imagine, with Tom Brady out of the league. But uh, we'll, we'll wait for that in a couple of weeks. We're coming back. Just getting warmed up. We're one hour into four on a good, bad, and ugly Monday on B&E.